Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game-changer. I can't do without 1Password, and I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top-tier security with an award-winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see, 1Password isn't just about convenience. It's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets. It works seamlessly across all your devices, filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click. And the best part, all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else. I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's, again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders or having that notebook that says passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it in high-risk areas, which means it's more than capable of keeping your digital life safe and streamlined. So why not make the switch? Protect yourself, your family, and your business with 1Password. It's the simple and secure way to manage your digital life. And right now, listeners of A Productive Conversation get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ProductiveConvo. That's two free weeks at onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Again, onepasswordcom slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepasswordcom slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter uplift desk a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work and that's just the beginning of what uplift desk has to offer with an emphasis on ergonomics and customization uplift desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals whether you're coding designing or podcasting like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality What makes Uplift Desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation, but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace. With options to customize from over 100 desktop materials and a plethora of accessories, Uplift Desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours, promoting better posture and movement throughout the day. And here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today. Go to upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting for 5% off your order. That's up 
liftdesk.com slash timecrafting to get 5% off your entire order. Your health, your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Hi, I'm Michelle Seeger, and I'm about to have a very productive conversation with Mike Vardy. Welcome to A Productive Conversation. It's me, Mike Vardy, and this is a joy to bring to you today. No pun intended or pun totally intended, but I really uh, enjoyed this conversation with Michelle Seeger today. She's the author of No Sweat and an award-winning NIH-funded sustainable behavior change researcher at the University of Michigan, and she's a lifestyle coach. She's got nearly three decades under her belt, and she's pioneered methods to create sustainable, healthy behavior change. Those changes are being used to boost patient health, employee well-being, and gym member retention. The book is called The Joy Choice, and I really think that this is a book worth your time and attention, and so is this conversation. So let's get to it. We talk about a wide variety of things, and this conversation is going to pop. You'll see what I mean later. Uh, here's my conversation with Michelle Seeger. Enjoy. Michelle, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. Thanks for having me. The book is called The Joy Choice, How to Finally Achieve Lasting Changes in Eating and Exercise. And I had, I, we were, just before we went on to actually record, uh, you know, our conversation and, and longtime listeners know that I kind of have a bit of a warm up and like I'm sitting here with my cup of coffee cause it's a morning and I'm not good at mornings. Um, but one thing, and one thing I'm also not good at is keeping the quote habits of healthy eating, um, and exercise kind of on the floor. I, I know time and productivity. I can get that stuff down. But I've, I've tried eating and exercise habits, putting them into my, you know, my little uh, horizontal themes and things like that. But there's always kind of been a bit of a, I've tried to habituate it and it's not something that I've been able to do. And what I loved about when I was going through this book is that I felt val, I felt seen. <laughs> I felt, even though I, I, I know that I build upon habits uh, for a lot of things, I felt seen that, that, it was okay for me, like right out of the gate, just to give people some, some framing is the thing is it's not your fault. Like right out of the gate, the introduction, it's not your fault. So I want, I want to dive into that first, because one of the things you say in that chapter is change happens in each moment and you emphasize each moment. And I think that's, that's an important distinction that people lose sight of. They try to build, they're trying to build their lives around like, okay, I must do this. I must do that. And then a whole bunch of things get in the way. You have an illustration right at the beginning. So um, for those that, that are find that they, they are able to build habits around certain areas of their life, but they've struggled with healthy eating and exercise. Um, you, you felt that way too, which is I think part of the reason that, that this book is out there in the first place, right? Yeah. So the thing that, that, isn't commonly known or discussed in the behavior change world um, is that eating and exercise really don't belong in any other book about behavior change because they are inextricably connected to weight loss and societal norms and pressures that in a way taint our relationships with healthy eating and exercise. And so if those issues don't get addressed, people 
the, the same dynamics that are at play with issues with productivity, with work, with other types of things are absolutely um, there. They they miss out on the complexity and nuances and and conflicted feelings that many of us have with healthy eating and exercise and those get in the way. And so that's why this book is specifically about how to create lasting changes in eating and exercise, because they need now they each need their own books too right yeah. so other it, 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 i'm not saying that they don't that they're not different behaviors and have different issues but what unites them in a very meaningful and deep way is that in general people associate them with weight and health and that is problematic for lasting changes for most people um one thing you do say again, right kind of the beginning of the power of habits is that if you're an unhabiter, and I want to know what that is, I think other people do too. Because I think I'm, I don't think it's very, I don't think it's always black and white either. I think that I'm very habitual about other things, but then there's certain things like, you know, diet and exercise that I struggle with. And that's this who, that's who this book is for, the unhabiter. So what is an unhabiter? Yes. So that was a cheeky way for me to, get people to critically think about how they've tried to change their eating and exercise behaviors in the past, whether they've worked or not, and, and give them a new framework based on the emerging science about why um, it hasn't been successful. And I'm using specifically using the term unhabit or inhabitor because habit formation is just about among the most popular strategy that people think is the gold standard. If I can just offload my need for willpower and thinking and effort and create an automatic habit, then I'm good to go forever, right? That's the, that's the narrative we're being told. And in theory, um, having things be an autopilot is makes sense. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that when it comes to healthy eating and exercising, there are a handful of reasons why habit formation cannot um, work for most people. It works for some people. Um, it sounds like from our previous conversation, it might work for your wife. I know that yeah. my husband's a habiter. So I'm defining habiter um, as someone who generally has a lot of self-control, might be pretty organized in their way of living. Um, and, um, it, it pretty much checks off their to-do list every day. Um, in general, when I talk about habiters and you're not fitting that mold, mm -hmm. um, I talk about it as a kind of a personality trait that lends itself. You know, my husband who exercises every day on autopilot, he wakes up, does it, nothing gets in his way, but he does everything in his life like that. So, um, but the reason why someone like you who is a habiter in other areas of your life I would suggest, and you have to respond to this, the reason why I would say healthy eating and exercise is more challenging for you might be because um, there's some that you have some tensions wrapped up in them and that I talk about is the decision disruptors or temptation, rebellion, perfect, accommodation, perfection. So let me ask you, I don't know if you took the quiz on my website, but did you resonate with the decision disruptors? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was funny. You talk about the, um, you were going to make one altruism instead of, um, accommodation. Yes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was a very interesting choice. Uh, no pun intended. 
Um, I think the other thing is, as you know, and and the reason you, just to bring it back to my wife for a second, um, her choices around healthy eating and exercise, it's all she almost she has limits already in place, which makes yes. it easier. I think yes. you know because you know there's there's real ramifications if you don't follow this. Whereas I don't have those, and I never right. really had those. Grow. I was the guy that could eat whatever he wanted and not exercise, and you know my metabolism would just burn it off. And I mean I didn't know what was going on on the inside, and luckily I've not had many issues with that. But now that I'm in like 48. Uh, yeah, the body is kind of going, no, 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 no. You can't get away with that stuff anymore. And because I've never had to build that. But what's interesting, and, and I talked to Gretchen Rubin about this a few years ago when we talked about the four tendencies, is she said, Mike, you're um, you're an obliger that puts upholder traits in place to make sure that you can follow rules. So the reason I have things like time crafting, which is my productivity framework and things like that is so that I have something to follow because if I didn't, then I would just kind of do whatever anyone wanted. So I, so truth be told, I'm an unhabiter that try probably across the board, but I've found things that I can do to keep that place, which is why, as I was talking to you before the book, the joy choice, this book, it, it gave me hope. It gave me an idea of, oh, I can do this for two areas of my life that I've really struggled with because, and you talk about some of the assumptions too, the idea that automaticity is the ideal for lasting changes in healthy eating and exercise. And I'm like, I've never been able to do that. Why, when it comes to habits, the, people often say that, you know, we've talked, Charles Duke's talked about the habit loop and, you know, lots of habit building books have talked about this or articles or, or even research that if, if you make this automatic, then the habit has a greater chance of sticking. Why doesn't that happen with eating and exercise? Because right. that's, that's most people well, are probably wondering, well, wait a minute though. Why, why doesn't it work? For right. Them? Well, that's really the interesting question. I have a, actually a, a paper coming out next month, um, really just about that very thing, but here's the bottom line that most people don't know. Um, and it gets at your answer. I'm going to answer it in a few stages. Number one, while they're wildly popular and it seems like common sense, there's very little scientific support that automate that habit formation produces sustainable change, even with simple behaviors like flossing. So while it sounds good and everyone's talking about it and they're being used to design apps, very little research support for production of lasting change, number one. Number two, the whole concept of habit formation that, that has really, you know, lots of research uh, tend to be animal models. Mm. So, you know, and the ideas that, and that we can form these automatic, it's very rote, it's mechanical, it makes sense that you could teach someone to make espressos at a cafe on autopilot because it's mechanical, it's their job. So they're, 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 uh, in, the interruptibility of it is going to be very context specific, but they're trained to make the espressos, pass it on to someone else. So it's rote. And so when we think about healthy eating and exercise, we're not rats, you know? We're, we live a complex lives that often involve puking pets and kids that need get sick and jobs that have unexpected de deadlines. And that's just our life context. Now let's shift and talk about healthy eating and exercise as behaviors. 
they are each multi-step, multi-phase behaviors. The habit loop um, is inherently based on a like single context um, cue action. And how does exercise fit into that? How does healthy eating when we have to go grocery shopping and we have to make the choices to follow our healthy list? And then when it's time to cook, we have to decide to implement our plans. And it's very complex and complicated. And in fact, the, there's, a, you know, the kind of the, the newer generation of habit researchers, there's a new conversation happening that's questioning the value of habit formation for complex behaviors like physical activity and really trying to understand the way we've been talking about habit formation as if it because it works in this genre with these animals that we can generalize it across people and behaviors the new conversation is saying no it's more complicated than that because Ever found yourself deep in a project, your flow state so intense that the world around you just fades away? That's the magic zone where ideas take flight and your work truly comes to life. But what if, in a blink, it could all disappear? Hard drives fail, coffee spills, and yes, even the dreaded accidental delete happens. But fear not, because Crash Plan has your back. Don't wait for disaster to strike. Head over to crashplan.com slash timecrafting now for a free trial and secure your creations with their limited time buy one, get one offers. Supporting our sponsors means supporting this podcast. So take a moment to check them out. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection, specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations. CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com timecrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy one, get one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com timecrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. Developed through decades of research at the University of Southern California Longevity Institute, Prolon is not just another diet, it's a scientifically backed program designed to support your body's natural processes. Now keep in mind, this isn't about cutting out food, it's about providing your body with the right nutrients to enter a fasting state while still eating. The program includes snacks, soups, and beverages, 
all carefully designed to support healthy blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, and even reduce abdominal fat. And the convenience? Well, it's unmatched. Everything you need comes in one box delivered right to your doorstep. Thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon for its health benefits, backed by Nobel Prize winning science. So if you're looking for a way to kickstart your health journey with all the benefits of fasting and none of the hunger, Prolon is the answer. And right now, Prolon is offering a productive conversation listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. That's P-R-O-L-O-N Life dot com slash timecrafting for this special offer. Again, that's prolonlife.com slash timecrafting. Check it out today. It's complicated. Well and that's and it's it's interesting because I think the, the we love certainty. We love black and white. We love to go it's either this way or that way. Yes. And there's nuance to all this. It's it you know um the argument that people like look at the way these actors look, these superhero actors, they get in shape. I'm like, well, yeah, because that's there. There's so many factors that are driving them in that direction, right? Like, it's not just I want to be in good shape. It's like I'm getting paid millions of dollars. I've signed a contract. Like, it's, to your point about the barista, the barista is sitting there being trained to do this, but they've got okay. This is my job. There's someone watching me. I don't want to get yelled at. There's the pressure from the, like, there's so many different factors, That's right. right? That's right. And that's right. And, and it's to me, the, the, what, what I find interesting is that when let's say somebody is getting my buddy, Steve cam, who runs nerd fitness, um, he's pr probably one of the guys that I really like in terms of relatability when it comes to like, he'll like, like you, I mean, for those that, have seen my background before. I've got superhero backgrounds and stuff. Like I like Green Lantern. He's like, I've got the Green Lantern workout. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool because I like the Green Lantern. So let me yeah. take a look at that. Or DDP yoga because I like pro wrestling. So I'll look at that, which which gives me a bit more of a buy-in. But what what's interesting to me is that people who will watch like a Ryan Reynolds workout video or some, as they'll be like, well, that's fine for him because he gets paid for this. And then they leave it. Like they, the, the, it's it's, again, it's either black or white. It's like, well- that's fine because that's his job. That's not my job. Therefore, I don't, I, I don't need to do any of that. Right. right. Well, that's the problem. Honestly, it's not people's fault. No. That's why the introduction is called that because the reason why people have that, you know, it's it's a, it's one path or the other. This very you know black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, is because they've been taught to have it from researchers from programs from mark especially from marketing and there's only been one path or another instead of the continuum um across multiple parameters that really exist i mean if you think about eating people when they, they may have planned to have a certain meal but when push comes to shove and there's no time they you grab a snack because that's all you can do but we haven't been taught to think about do that same mentality with physical activity. Um, so, I mean, the, what the book aims to do, I mean, you know, my slogan is sustainable change in the real world, because it's not about ideal worlds. It's not about movie stars and, you know, my days always run according to plan and I always follow through on my plans. It's no, we want to take better care of ourselves. And the real world means that we have to have strategies and tactics and very importantly a belief system that aligns with 
the way we have to live in in the real world and you know think about how we our our roles as parents and as partners and in, in our jobs we don't we don't expect everything to go according to plan and when it doesn't go according to plan we don't drop it and feel like failure is necessary We're like oh gosh i missed I didn't mean to yell at my kid. That's I'm going to note that. And the next time I come to that same spot, I'm going to try to have a more adaptive response. We don't leave our homes and pack our bags and say we failed as parents like we do. But when it comes to healthy eating and exercise, we go off plan once and we're failures. And and it happens again and again and again. And again, this is not people's fault who have experienced this. It's the way we've been taught to think about and approach healthy eating and exercise. And it sets most people up to fail. I want to talk about the, um, the pop aspect yes. because I think it's a good, I want to give some people some actual, there's lots that we can go over in here. We could talk about the disruptors, which are, but what I, and I want to drive this point home for anyone who picks up this book and you should pick up this book because it's, it's, uh, and I mentioned to you, you to this to you before we started talking, Michelle, is that, um, whenever, like, whenever I read a book that talks about behavioral change and there's terms that come up, you know, there's, you know, chaos comes into this and there's different theories and stuff that come in. You made this book very accessible. So it, Thank it, you. there's a nice lead in where there's a warmth. That's, that's probably, the best. there's a warmth to it, oh, which, great. which I think can, if things are too clinical, right. Or become too too theoretical or they, they don't have a, a, a you know, a, an approachability to them. It can, it can be dismissed out of hand. Right. Um, or people know what they, they, they think they know what they don't know. And they, they're like, Oh, well, I'll just, you know, oh, I've heard about biases before, or I've heard about this theory yes. before. I'm like, yeah, but in this context or yeah. how, how do you relate it to, to that? Right. And what I find, one, one of the things that resonated with me, with me was this idea of pop, because number one, it isn't about, for me, I, I do have plans in place. Let's talk about meals, for example. Yes. We plan our meals in advance for the week. Yeah. We do that. Um, and again, it's not black or white. My wife doesn't like to plan too far ahead with meals. I would love to plan the entire week and then a couple extra days because that gives me a, um, here's the original plan. It doesn't mean that I stick with it. It just That's means right. that the plan is there so that you're not going, well, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Cause it's too open-ended of a question. And it, depending on my mood or where I'm at or how the day has gone, it could be, we're getting McDonald's instead of, no, I have this chicken that I've sous vide in advance and all I need to do is grill it up and it's going to be quicker. Right. But what I liked is that there is a plan or some kind of anchor to a degree in place. Yes. yes. But then the real world <laughs> happens and then that's where pop comes into play. Right. That's right. So can you describe what pop is? I mean, I've got it right here. I'm looking at it, but where, why it, why it, why it is ideal in situations where the world has other plans in mind for you uh, over yeah. the course of a day, a week, a month beyond. Sure. And, you know, that's the crux of why I wrote the book. And for unhabiters, which is the majority of the population, because most of us have not been successful, I would say the, the, a, 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 a minority of the population successfully sustain their healthy eating and exercise goals for the, some of the reasons we've already discussed. So for those of us who need an alternative tactic 
And that's what this is, by the way. This is about this is about tactical thinking and a belief system that um, aligns with the idea that you know what I and planning is important. I want to be very clear about this. When I first started talking about my book, people assumed I was saying we don't need plans. No, 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 no. You know. If our lives are so busy and complex that if we don't have plans for things, things will never happen. Just like you alluded to with your eating stuff, mm-hmm. your eating meal, your meal planning. So we need our plans, but because they often get derailed and become unworkable in the moment, in the moment, that's the thing. It happens right now, which is where change happens right now. So given that, the most adaptive thing we can do is have a way to strategically harness the way we think about this challenge or choice point so that we can do something instead of nothing. And that's what POP is. POP is a decision tool I designed, and I am an interventionist. So I both study and conduct kind of theoretical research, but I also um, am trained in the design of programming and, 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 um, how how to help people actually enact change. And so POP is this tool. POP stands for, it's both a metaphorical action. If our plan's unworkable, we're, and we're not going to go to all or nothing thinking, because that's going to do relevant everything, the alternative, the adaptive alternative is to take charge and POP our plan. And when we POP our plan, we are um, valuing and, and appreciating that this is a dynamic moment where we can take ta- we can use tactical thinking and action. So POP stands for, which is also the acronym, pause. Pause is a way to support our um, working memory because it asks us to stop and not just have an automatic reaction that's going to all or nothing thinking and feeling like a failure going, no, let me take a breath, which supports working memory. Let me see if there's any decision traps that are staring me down and name them because that also can give us cognitive control back. I'm a big fan of Dan Siegel's who said, name it to tame it. Then once we've done that, we have harnessed our attention and we can move on to the second step of pop, which is, oh, open up our options and play. This is inherently cognitive flexibility or flexible thinking, which is another one of our primary executive functions for lifestyle changes. It encourages people to be curious and creative. It's the opposite of doing it right or perfection. We can't do it the way we had planned. So what else can we do? And this is the step where we think about alternatives. And the third step is pick the joy choice. And the joy choice is by definition, the perfect imperfect option that lets us do something instead of nothing, which by the way, is what research suggests, keeps us on the path of lasting change. So I will pause there so that you can react or it is, think about it, at a a challenging moment, oh gosh, I can't do what I wanted to do. We can have this amorphous stress and angst because our plans, you know, all for naught, or, If we have a a way of thinking that guides us to harness our attention in ways that can support our executive functioning, which by the way, is our mental capacity to pivot and manage long-term projects, then that's really what we should be training ourselves to do. 
Ever caught yourself marveling at the seamless magic of everyday tech, like how noise-canceling headphones block out the world or the sheer bliss of meeting-free Fridays? Now imagine if there was a way to bring that kind of magic into selling online. Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Shopify. From the moment you decide to launch your online shop to opening your first physical store, and even when you're pinching yourself because, yes, you just hit a million orders, Shopify is there to guide your growth. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or the latest productivity tools, Shopify supports you everywhere with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. The checkout, oh, it's a breeze for your customers, converting up to 36% better than other platforms. And with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered assistant, you're selling more with way less effort. And you won't be alone in your Shopify journey because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., supporting giants like Allbirds and Brooklinen and millions of entrepreneurs across 175 countries. Their award-winning support is always there, making sure businesses that grow, Grow with Shopify, and yours can be one of those businesses. And for those looking to level up, Shopify's endless integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to chatbots ensure your business is always ahead of the curve. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash timecrafting now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash timecrafting. And you're right. The world doesn't provide us that on its own. If anything, it wants us to keep going without thinking. That's right. Without pausing. Uh, it's funny. Whenever I do, uh, it's way easier to do this before when you actually got on stage and did talks. But I still do it virtually where I would say, let's take 60 seconds and do nothing. And it's fascinating because, number one, I mean, I do have some stage uh, training from doing comedy and acting and stuff like that. And I will actually fidget a little bit at about the 15 to 20 second mark myself just to see what other people do. Because a minute is both long and short. It depends, right? right? And what will happen is whenever I do that experiment, uh, the people who say that it didn't feel that long – are the ones who are able to meditate, to meditate. The people who thought it took forever and it was a waste of time and why did, are people that, that just have never really thought about, and you talk about thinking about your thinking, you talk about the pausing, right? It's so powerful, but we don't, there, there's two things that I like about pop. Number one, the pause, which puts you in that position, but also you keep bringing up sustainable. And I don't think we talk about sustaining compared to consistency consistency is the thing that everyone says, oh, it's, you got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. But if you can't sustain it, then it becomes this vicious circle, right? So can I reframe? Yeah, 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 please. Cause, cause that's so tricky, right? Here's, so here's how I typically talk about it. And, you know, as a sustainable behavior change researcher for, you know, 30 years, that's this word sustainability has been, you know, branded into my, my forehead. But, you know, one of the reasons I wrote the book is because I think focusing on that holy grail outcome, um, it's, it's what everyone wants. It's what organizations want. It's what healthcare wants. It's what the government wants. I mean, it's what we all want, right? Because sustainability is necessary to achieve and maintain any of the outcomes we care about, whether it's a better mood or more productivity, whatever. But 
that's the outcome. It's due to something very specific, and that's the decision we make right now. Now, when I say consistent decisions, um, the path of consistent decision-making, I am not using the word consistency to mean identical, which is all or nothing thinking. I'm using the word to mean um, the decisions to consistently favor our greater eating and exercise goals while still um, enabling us to live the realities of our daily lives. And so um, the holy grail of sustainable behavior change is made up of decisions that consistently favor eating in healthy ways, moving our bodies regularly. And for most of us who are inhabitors, that means we won't make the identical choice day in and day out because that has set us up for all or nothing thinking and well, derail and failure and shame and all that. Well, and to, and to your point, I mean, I think that's where people get consistency wrong. Like this is the thing I must do consistently. I'm like, uh, you know, it comes up when I talk about, um, when I talk about theming your time, people are, that's why I like theming your time as opposed to time blocks, because most people think time blocks are like, okay, I'm doing this very specific thing during this time block. I'm like, yeah, but what if you don't feel like doing it? They're like, what? I'm like, what if you don't feel like it? They're like, yeah, but I'm going to. I'm like, mm. <laughs> you can't just because the calendar says it. I go, but if you theme it, you're giving yourself a broader, broader strokes, which is easier to sustain. Right. Because it's flexible. Right. Because it's inherently flexible. So, right. you know, that is what this is all about when it comes to things that we care about regularly doing that you know, we're not, we, that are too complex to be put on autopilot. We need to have systems that are flexible Mm -hmm. because our lives have to be flexible in order to continue to make the decision right now and now and now to do it. (laughs) Um, Last thing before, uh, before I let you go. Um, And I'll give you an example of, of how I used pop this week. Okay. In relation to exercise, but not just exercise. And I think this okay. is... Okay. All right. So um, my wife, uh, my son is in this study right now for uh, exercise. It's a, uni- it's a study by, done by students at the University of Victoria. And they want to just, uh, they're monitoring the activity of kids that are middle school age. My son's in grade seven. And he's a typical middle school kid. You know, he plays video games and he does stuff at school. But when he's home, he's kind of... And, and he, he, the thing about my son is that he likes what he likes... And he doesn't like what he doesn't like. And he has no problem telling us about that. So now that he's gone through the first phase, which is just measuring his consistent activity, they've asked, hey, get him doing a little bit more not, while he's not wearing this monitor. So that way we can see what's changed, you know. And so my wife comes up to me and she says, hey, Mike, we need to talk about like doing this kind of being more fit with him. And my initial reaction was, ugh. Like, cause I already struggle with it myself. I'm like, I know I need to do this myself, not just for him. And so she said, well, I'll do it. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. Cause you've got a lot of other things going on. So I, and, and I looked at my schedule and I see workout, which is in my schedule. And I'm like, it's scheduled for this time to the, cause that's the other thing too. Sometimes it's, it's fine to say I'm going to work out. I don't know what it will be, but to keep it at the same time every day can be a trap too. Right. Because yes. things can. Yes. And I, and I recognize that. And so I said, OK, well, what if just give, give me a second here. And I'm like, what if like he likes swimming? Let's go get all of the swimming schedules because we have public swimming here and all that stuff. 
and let's find a place where we can go swimming, which isn't me doing laps or lanes or anything like that. It's just us going. And I thought, well, let's do that. And yes, that's a very specific time that we can go during specific days of the week. But I didn't say, let's go do it on this day at this time. I brought it to, I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the pool? And he's like, yeah, let's go to the pool. And later today, we're going to the pool and I'm going to get my exercise in. And he's going to get his. So I'm fulfilling like four different things based on me l- taking that beat, you know, kind of looking at all the options that were available. And and I really kind of combined things so that and it, it I mean, I get goose. That's the thing. I think it works when you get goosebumps. Right. When like I've made the joy, like he's going to be happy. My wife's going to be happy. I'm doing my exercise. Everybody wins. And even though like in the, like in that moment when I made that choice and, and believe me, even as I'm saying this right now, I'm like, well, you really want to go exercise? Yes. Because it's not just about the exercise. It's about this and this and this and this and this. And it doesn't mean I have to go every single day. It doesn't mean, I, That's right. but that, so that would be, uh, I'm, I'm assu- based on what I've just said, that kind of feels like I'm, I've followed through on what you're talking about. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you completely moved away from shoulds and rules and you're making it about what you need to do, what you know about yourself and, and wanting to connect in a way and help your son to know it's absolutely um, what I'm talking about. And I, to, to give an eating example, sure. of, I mean, you, this was you planning it. Now, if something comes up, later today that was unexpected and has the potential to derail your swim time with your son, then you can pop your plan Again. and come up with an alternative, right? Yep. Um, but I got an email recently from someone who read the book and she said that her husband has a real sweet tooth and he really, really, really struggles with that um, and uh, is on and off of diets and stuff. And he read The Joy Choice. And she said to me, it's close to Halloween. We've got our Halloween candy and every night we each pick a piece to eat. And when it was his turn to pick a piece, he said, I'm having a half of a piece because that's my joy choice. So that is what we're trying. No guilt feeling good about himself. I mean, that those are the ingredients for consistency and sustainability. It's, we've got to feel like we're both taking care of ourselves, but that we're also participating in enjoyable parts of life. And that is what the Joy Choice aims to help people learn how to do. Now, where can people pick up the book? And you mentioned the quiz. People should definitely do that as well. Yeah, well, if people are interested in discovering what their particular... Um, decision disruptors or traps are to the in the moment decision that's going to help them stay the path. They can take the quiz and learn more about the book on my website, which is just my name, michelleseeger.com. They can access the quiz and the book is really available everywhere online and in um, bookstores and local stores. The book is called The Joy Choice, How to Finally Achieve Lasting Changes in Eating and Exercise. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to have a productive conversation with me today. Thank you for inviting me. It was so much fun. And good luck this afternoon. Big thanks to Michelle for joining me on the program. Again, this is a book you need to pick up, The Joy Code. You can check out all of the things that we talked about at the Productivity's website at our website, productivities.com slash podcast 454. All the show notes are there, all the helpful links, all that stuff, including the link to purchase 
the joy code. Now, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. That way you don't miss a single episode of what's to come and can simply and easily search through the archives. You can do that wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Another way to support the show is to check out the sponsors that you heard during this episode. And you can do that and check out some of the other sponsors that we've had at productivityist.com slash podcast sponsors. Again, big thanks to Michelle for joining me on the program today. Big thanks to you for checking out the podcast as you're doing right now. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of A Productive Conversation, reminding you to stop doing productive and start being productive. See you later.